0: Possession crucial from this, how much longer will the referee allow? Dublin lead by a coin, and there's the whistle,
1: it's over, it's over! We earned it by winning the last two matches on the road, and that's not going to be taken away from us. But what I
2: love in Hurling, I love players that will never give in. He hits
1: it, he hits it, what? it's over the bar! Oh, holy Moses!
3: Hello, welcome to the GA podcast, Mikey Stafford here. I'm joined by Niall McCoy and Rory O'Neill, as always, from RTÉ. And in the latest of our series of interviews with people who'd rather go through the meat grinder that is inter-county management than talk to us for another day, it's uh, the new Westmead football manager, Desi
0: Dolan. How are you doing, Desi? Great, Mikey. Always enjoy talking to you, Mikey. Don't worry about that. (laughs)
3: <laughs> I'll hold you to that. When you're in the All-Ireland final next year, I, Desi, and you're I, saying I, there's no there's a media ban, I'll hold you to that.
0: Hey, what's the story with all these RT guys heading off? That's that's the question. What are you doing that's today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, everyone's starting to ask the question: Is it the podcast? That's all I want to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: The funny thing is though, Desi, like we, we get we get stick from pillar to post about the quality and content of our contributions from our pundits. And <laughs> we've none left because they must they mu- they must be doing something right if they're so yeah. popular with all these county boards, you know. The thing is,
3: Desi, yeah. we, we we pay too well all these mm. these managers, they just want to go back to the volunteer spirit of the GAA and that's why they're leaving Bonditry. That's what it is. Yeah. Um Desi, but congratulations, first of all. Um Bye. not not a Thank complete su- not a complete surprise, but at the same time, when we when we look at kind of um your own Coaching career to date, um, I suppose a lot of people might say it is a surprise because I hold my hands up and say if I, if I'm missing out on a school team here or a a five-a-side team that you managed in a in a in a blitz or something, you've never managed a team, have you? So, you, Jesus Desi, you're you're going in at the top.
0: Absolutely. The school. Did you manage uh, yeah, the school? Absolutely. You did manage the school. Ah, didn't you? We've, ah, well, you, you, I have managed the golf team. I managed the football team. I managed every team in the school. But that's, <laughs> um, I suppose there's a lot, there's lots to it in fairness, guys. I suppose one of the big things was I was playing until maybe last year. So that was just something I did. Um, I also getting involved, getting involved last year with Jack Cooney. I think, I suppose I got on very well with the lads. I realised I, I hadn't played since maybe 2014 Intercounty. And then getting back involved with Westmead, I probably realised that the, the enjoyment and the satisfaction I was getting involved with being in a team and being to the inter environment and getting stuck into it. And having the good year that we had with, with Jack and working with Jack and Jack as a mentor it was very enjoyable. And I suppose I was surprised anyone when I got the news that Jack had to leave the job. Um, so I suppose the opportunity presented itself. The players were probably keen to have a bit of continuity. So I suppose I stepped up to the role as a result of that. But I'm kind of confident insofar as I have a lot of good people around me um, in Westmead. And I'm obviously best mates with John Kane for a very, very long time. And he's a great coach and experience. The S&C guys are amazing. And the whole backroom team. And I suppose that's really probably the reason I'm doing it is because the continuity is a big factor. A couple of players may be 30, 31, 32. And I think... Give them another opportunity to um, go on, push on, seeking what we can achieve in Westmead.
3: Yeah, so the the backroom team then is going to be largely what it was last year, with you stepping up. Is it because I know it, the Westmead County Board said it's t- TBC, but it's going to be largely the same setup. You would hope, I guess, is it?
0: Absolutely, it, is, it will be largely the same setup. At the same time, I probably will be looking for another coach and just to add to it. Um, so I'll be just the marketplace got pretty. Um, I suppose swiped of a lot of good coaches when Mayo took Kevin McStay he took the majority (laughs) of them but uh, at the same time I just think maybe we'll keep an eye out for a coach, a little bit of uh, experience as well, something different and just a different voice as well to add to it because I suppose you just need variety like the one thing I know is back with management and management inter-country level is like there's an expectation from players there and you have to be bringing different ideas to them, presenting to them so definitely I'll be looking to add something in that regard
1: well you well Desi can you please not ring Kieran Whelan because we're we're running, <laughs> we're running low right so can you leave me off because I know I know he has big connections down in West he East. has yeah big has, big his, big his, connections his wife, yeah his wife and his family and all of that so but uh so but like please you know we, yeah yeah we've lost enough yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah um you mentioned the, the Jack Cooney
3: going and the, the surprise that it was and obviously it, it was a job like it basically his dream job came up and he, he kind of he couldn't not take it but he was so well thought of the talented cup win obviously was huge he's developed a very like as you say there's a few older heads in that team but there's some very talented young players coming through and you know, Jack's done, obviously, the the heavy lift in there. Can you just give us an idea of the kind of influence he's had on you in terms of, of coaching and management and kind of whether his style of management is, is kind of the one that you would kind of aspire to, I suppose? Well,
0: I, I suppose the one thing Jack is very strong at is creating a culture and environment where lads can excel and enjoy themselves. And and I think that's the real secret now to success insofar as you're trying to keep it a happy camp as much as possible because there's lots of stresses and strains on young lads nowadays. Um I suppose Jack Cooney was involved with Westmead for such a long time. Like He was back selector when we won the Leinster in 2004. It's 2022 and he won the Talton Cup. It gives you it gives you an idea of the length of time and service he's given to Westmead football. But uh, even on, on me, with myself, I played with Jack and um, he just has he just a great way with him, great way with the players, great rapport. And he went off he, 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 I suppose the announcement that he was leaving came as a massive shock to us. Um, he told us, I think he did an interview about March, April, uh, probably maybe February, March, actually. And I think in April, I kind of said to him, if you get a job in Crow Park, is there not some technicality about not managing an inter team? And it, very quickly, he changed his subject because I think in his head, he thought that if there was any way possible he could hold on to the Westmead job, he would have because it meant a lot to him. But anything to do with sport, anything to do with football is his dream job. So he, he just happened to go to Crow Park and he, it's player development pathway. And that's something he's implemented in Westmead to success. A couple of players have graduated from that. So I certainly see him excelling in that role in Crow Park as well. But, but a, great, a great coach, a great mentor and a great fella. And, and I think I suppose the example is for me, like, he gave so, so much to Westmead. The opportunity came up to, for me to maybe get involved. It's very hard to turn down your own county.
3: Yeah, um, and then I suppose the the kind of issue at the moment that like, we have a few counties outstanding and there are division one counties, which which makes it kind of more glaring, you know, D- Donegal, Monaghan, Roscommon. So there's kind of, there's a lot of chat at the moment about, you know, inter-county management. It's maybe for the likes of Jack O'Connor, you know, people who are retired, people who kind of maybe have, you know, kind of a, kind of a different kind of maybe not a nine to five kind of monday to friday job um you've got a pretty young family you're a teacher um you're not daunted by kind of the task ahead
0: no not at all um I, to be honest i've always been extremely committed to football Um, all through my life and i suppose even to the fact that i played club football until maybe last year um is testament to that and it's the commitment of it i think the environment of intercounty is what suits me i enjoy I enjoy going to train, I enjoy being first there, I enjoy being last to leave, I enjoy the company of the lads, the fun that you can have with them. Um, it's certainly, uh, already I can see how it can be demanding because like, there's lots of good messages and support from all over the country now, to be honest. But at the same time, it's just uh, the level of interest probably is, is magnified a bit with inter-county management. And... I suppose the responsibility then, time to put in, like going and looking at players, trying to, trying to seek out or a bit of extra talent in that, that's in Westmead is really important as well. And that's something I'd be looking to do. But to be honest, um, is it's is too good an opportunity to pass. If, if someone comes knocking and they want you to train the counter team and you're very into football and it's your passion, uh, I don't think you can just let it pass you, to be honest.
3: Yeah. Um, the Townsend Cup then, obviously, is probably one of the reasons. Like, you know, the, the year was so good. Maybe that's how jack cooney got his job and maybe that's why you've decided to stay on and um obviously the the upshot of that is there's a lot of positivity around westmead football and the other upshot upshot of it is yeah. you're guaranteed a place in the in the all ireland series which is which is huge for 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 a county like westmeath in the inaugural year of it to be going in with the status of Talton cup champions and to be guaranteed a place in the round robin
0: yeah it was amazing and i see already oisin set his stall out like a Talton cup would be a good thing for Wicklow, and it gives I think we were, we were fortunate last year we were, we were the, the first winners of the Talton Cup but I think the competition itself gave everybody a bit of light or a bit of an opportunity to go win some silverware. We had a massive day in Crow Park. We had massive support from Westmead supporters. We were lifting a trophy in Hogan stand. We, we knocked great Krakow it. we went back to Mullingar. It was as good as any as good as any we won the Leinster 2000. It was as good as that. It was amazing scenes and a great lift for the county. And I, I just do think that it was a great competition um, for for everyone in Division Three and Four because it's tangible and at the start of the year you can set your soul out and aim for for winning a trophy. Yeah, and have you?
3: I guess it it it, it um increases the chance of uh, buy in from your squad. Obviously, you know um, yeah. counties kind of mid ranking counties are often there. There's the risk of I'm off to Australia for a year or two, or that's just saying oh, I want to focus on club. I guess that's less likely for you this time round.
0: Well, hopefully we can keep as many of the lads together as we can. Um, there's a team holiday coming up as well, and it's for, in preparation Where are you for going? now, uh, they're going to Mexico, and it and, and says good for the gym work, because the lads are afraid to take their tops off. They're six weeks away, so they want to be going out there looking well, so <laughs> um, uh, that's a bit of a boost, but mm. like you mentioned next year, and and like the National League, it's a very busy schedule. I know you probably may touch on that with the league finals the are kind of quash, but like you're, you're well, see what happens this weekend, but like the league is very, very busy. We played five weeks in a row last year, it's very intense. Um, then you have a Leinster standalone Leinster competition, and then you have this All Ireland series with three games guaranteed. So it is a hectic schedule for teams, like, um, it'll be enjoyable. Looking forward to playing the All Ireland series, uh, a game at home, a game away and a neutral, I think that's right, I'm not sure, mm-hmm. but, but at the same as time, it stands, like, as it stands, who knows, yeah, as it stands, <laughs> but like you're looking there at the possibility Division 1 team coming down to Mullingar for a, an All-Ireland Series match, it'll be a massive opportunity and something for us to build on and something for us to push on and enjoy and, and certainly we'll be looking forward to that as a, as a great opportunity.
3: Mm. you'll um, you'll be looking for that bit of certainty on the fixture list as well after this weekend because the chopping <laughs> and changing <laughs> I know it's a bit, bit away yet but at the same time you probably are wanting to start planning and booking yeah, things I, and everything else
0: absolutely, well pitches would be one thing for a starter, we don't have a training pitch in Westmead but like I thought it was initially I heard in, uh, December 15th for a going back date I'm looking at November 24th was in an article this morning that's probably the Colin Keats one Rory that you talked about in relation to a return to training but, and I suppose they're probably maybe trying to do that to squeeze everything in to give county teams an opportunity to um, get a bit of training done before they're allowed to play challenge matches on 1st of January. But it is hectic. Like, I found last year that there's, there's actually no time for games to breed, even during the championship, even during having have a bit of bait and discussion because you're always looking to next weekend as well. Yeah. Uh, just uh, in,
1: term, in terms of the family, days. Like, uh, obviously, your dad and Gary, will will they have any involvement, do you think? Or, like, on how much would you lean on them? Or, I mean, they've Uh, all all got a fantastic football pedigree as well, I'm sure, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, my dad trained Longford with uh, Eamon Coleman years ago. Um, Then he trained himself on his own standalone. Then he was with Leitrim for a couple of years. Loved Leitrim. Um, I suppose that's the thing about football. We've been involved in football. We've been on the road, with county. Like I was training with club teams in Longford when I was ten or eleven, senior teams. Um, so it's just an aid. It's what we do. it's It's, it's the environment that we enjoy. Gary uh, won a championship with Gary Castle as manager, but Gary's somebody that's probably he's my brother, best friend, he's a mentor, he's a to- somebody I go to a lot, lean on a lot like Boshem as it stands to be kind no of, official, of a, no official, role. no official capacity. Right. Just, okay. I'm sure at the dinner table, they'll have plenty <laughs> of opinions. <laughs> yeah, you may get
3: used to that, Desi. I think you'll be meeting plenty of people who have opinions and uh, have a bit of advice for you. On hey, how best I worked to manage in commentary and RT, don't worry about
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
3: Oh, De- there's none of us too worried about you, De- Desi. Um, De- to the untrained eye might seem to have that thick of skin, but we-, we all know now that you're uh, you're made of stern stuff and no better man for intercounty management. management. Um, Thanks very much for joining us, Desi. Anyway, I guess you probably you have to head off now and start pleading with clubs to let you use their pitch and dig it up for them in December. So you probably uh, got some calls to make.
0: I have to say, like I've got great support within the county already, so I just look forward to building on that. And always a pleasure talking to you, lads. And and
1: Des, just in case I get accused of any favouritism against Mayo, if you do need a pitch, uh, if you're stuck <laughs> for somebody for a game behind closed doors, and you're playing any team from Ulster. I know somebody who may know someone who may be able to source one fire and it's a very good quality surface. So I just know you won't ge- let me
0: that. <laughs> I, won't, I won't name names, but thanks Rory. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Desi. <laughs> nice one, lads. Good Bye Good luck, way. Desi. Good luck. Thanks, lads. Jeez,
3: Rory, we're going to have to start charging you advertising rates if uh, you, yeah. keep, um, if you tried to sell, keep trying to sell St. Pat's Pitch uh, on no, here. No, no. It's
1: just in case anybody was thinking, Jesus, oh yeah, he's looking after Kevin and he's not looking after anyone else, <laughs> you know? Um, so Niall, it's not a great surprise and it, after the kind of
3: few headlines we've had and kind of it's a topic we'll, we're going to touch on in a bit, it is kind of nice to see a young man kind of getting into the intercounty game after, after Ushim, because we were beginning to get a bit concerned that it was, it was becoming a, a game for retired men or people of independent wealth.
2: Yeah, and the way it done, it's the way you do it did. Uh, a bit of speculation, then a couple of hours later, bang, they're appointed. These uh, six-week drawn-out processes are just... Uh, that, that's an old yeah. the dream yeah I like these sort of it's just it's mooted and then it's done that's the way to move forward but no here Firpeitam him is great like he's obviously so enthusiastic there you can you can sense it so much and he'll bring a lot of energy to it now and, and all the best to him Westmead are in a very good position now after what happened last year mm, yeah he has been to build on that yeah. He's got, and he's
1: got and he's got some great raw materials to work with i mean he's a very very good panel of players and mm. there, are, there are some very good achievable goals for him i mean what does success look like that's kind of a difficult question to ask on the basis of what happened last year but at the same time i mean i'm sure and uh, you know there are definitely some short-term things and like as i said like it's like so ronan o'toole and these guys they're, they're the top class players and i think they have um like it's a it's a good job. I mean, I'm I was reading a, an article with Pat Spillane recently, and he said if there was one county outside Kerry yeah. he'd like to take on, yeah. it would be Westmead. So yeah. there you and, go. And the thing is, like Aaron's like, oh, these
2: teams have to close the gap on Dublin, but that's probably not what they the, the need to track a team. And uh, I'll use say Armagh for an example. Like a couple of years, and Westmead there a couple of years ago, with brilliant battles in the qualifiers, and Armagh just went from Division Three, dropped the Division One there. They stayed there for a couple of years, uh, and they're looking like they're sort of not contenders but a decent side. That's the sort of they sort of have to, those teams sort of have to track that sort of side rather than this talk about closing the gap in Dublin. Have to look like a team or man who's of a similar sort of standard a couple of years ago and see if they can match what they're doing. So, here's open. <laughs> Yeah, well. and,
1: and he and he has huge experience, Mikey. I mean, I I spoke to Desi before about you know the the nature of his football career, and he said, "Look, I've played pretty much in everything, Interprovincials provincials when they existed, minor. He is an All Ireland under twenty one medal. Um, he's played in divisions four, three, two, one, and then back down to two, three, and four. Like he's been promoted and relegated. He's he's been in All Ireland, you know, Leinster finals, all, like he's." He's got a huge body of experience behind him at nearly every level of the game. And you he's know, managed so,
3: the school golf team.
1: And he's a secondary school teacher, so he's, and he's pretty up close and personal with a lot of young lads. So I think he's a, he's a great choice in a lot of ways, and I think he could be quite successful.
2: Yeah. I, I think he touched on it there too, about Oisin talking about Wicklow all of a sudden having a tangible uh, target now at the attachment Cup. And again, of course, there'll be outsiders for it, but to see it as something they can compete well and, and I think that competition, will look back in 2022, the Tachin Cup as being a major moment in the GA because all of a sudden you had 10, 12 teams that were playing for nothing essentially apart from the league. Now they have something that they can enjoy in championship football and that goes back to the teams buying in last year. Uh, the managers the majority of managers, I should say, talking so positively from the first day. Like for so many people, they were predicting another All-Ireland-B competition, teams were pulling out, wouldn't be taken seriously. Teams took it serious. Fans came out. We saw the Westmead fans. We saw the Cavan fans in particular as well, the numbers they brought. Suddenly the championship chain has changed for a lot of counties on the back of 2022 for me. Um, and it and it all comes down to tangible success. He used the
3: word tangible and that's that's perfectly. Yeah. So well we we've moved naturally on to championship structures, which is always a risk whenever we, we, we talk well, about GEA.
1: And just 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 to counterbalance, Niall, I be I'd still have my skepticism, I'd still share a degree of skepticism around the Talchum Cup. I think it's a fantastic competition if if there's a spread of teams around that. Because it, look, it kind of feels like this competition that teams are trying to develop and win. But if you end up in a scenario like the Joe McDonough, where you get a yo-yo team, goes down wins, it comes back up, goes down wins, it comes back up. Novelty will wear off fairly quickly, I would imagine. But anyway, yeah. look, I think it's very early to call. But sure. Yeah. And, ho- and we ho- and we all hope, obviously, that it is a success. Mm. So next year, obviously, the Tautic Cup remains, and we have the new Round Robin
3: series. And now you know it's being uh, judiciously leaked by Crow Park ahead of a, a meeting this weekend where they're going to decide whether or not to do this. You had to see what way the wind blows, I suppose. Um, so that they're going to extend the season by a week Nile, and they're going to um, going to play the two hurling provincial finals on the same day. A um, couple of bits that will probably stick in people's craw is they're making a little bit more room, but they're still only going to be a week between the two All Ireland finals. And the thing that gets me, I have no great, I have no skin in the game when it comes to football league finals. I don't think they're huge occasions. I think the Division Four and Three ones kind of can be a bit of a novelty, and clubs get uh, teams getting to play in Crow Park who don't often get to Division Two and One. Often can be a little bit of shadow boxing depending on who's on it in it. So they're scrapping them. To me, I think ho hum. Let's see what happens. But they're scrapping the football final. And they're keeping the hurling finals after we've seen that, you know, the hurling league has become I know it's in two two conferences or whatever, but the hurling league has become like a preseason competition, all intents and purposes. So they're they're kinda of denuding the football league and kind of keeping the hurling league as it is, which seems a little bit ways. but I guess they're kinda of doing it to try and make room for football in the calendar. Yeah,
2: and as you said, the football league has been getting stronger and stronger. It's just turn it into a real elite competition and then the, to take the finals away, you see, and maybe dilute it. Uh, personally, I'm of the opinion seven games is enough to um, crown a champion. Like, you know, if you're top of the league after seven games... What if, three teams,
1: what if three teams finish level on points, played in at a time of the year where all the games are being played under different types of weather conditions and different types of pitches and different types of environments at different times of the day? It's not a very equi competition in terms of how it's run over its round. Plus it's not home and away. And it's not home and away. And then you get to the end of it and there are three teams all on eight points or 10 points and you're deciding a champion then based on the scoring average between the three teams. I don't know. I, I think, it, I, I'm just wondering, that, and that, that could easily happen, especially yeah, with the competitive yeah. nature of Division 1 now. I just wonder, like, I mean, look, I understand the sentiment behind it and there are issues around it, but you, like, it's like in Dublin. They're looking to change the leagues in Dublin, right? The the county leagues. And I can, again, understand the reasons why. 15 league games in Dublin is a lot, right? Especially for dual clubs, because that's 30 league games, and then you might have six championship matches on top of that, right? But the leagues in Dublin are the envy of the whole country. The the football leagues at at county level are are are, to my mind, arguably, the best competition that you have And there is an element of this for me is like you're trying to fix something that isn't really broken. I mean, dangerous. And plus, there's a financial aspect to this too. That's very risky. I mean, I look back at the attendances for the last 10 years when I saw this and your average attendance is about 40, between 40 and 45,000 people. You multiply that by 20 euro. That's not insignificant money. No, no. Yeah. I think
2: that's a fair point there actually about the team's finishing. I suppose you you can relegate teams on similar things as well, Rory. So I suppose- It's true. But, it's good uh, for the Goose. <laughs> yeah, but I, the the one thing that would is a bit annoying about it. Like, we looked at Leitrim a couple of years going to play Derry in the final and how big of an occasion it is. And it's probably what you were touching mm. on there, Mikey. Maybe for the Division 3 and 4 teams that don't get those outings in Crow Park. And listen, again, Wicklow might be pushing for promotion on McConville if things go well. And, you know, getting a big day out. Leitrim had it there. Different teams having that day out. So maybe for the Division 3, 4 teams, it's... Uh, it's for me it's a bit of a bit of annoying thing to won't get the day out but yeah. I, I don't know how much of an impact it'll, it'll actually have on things like as you say what season's going to be back by an extra week it's not going
1: to make much of a muchness not, no not
3: exactly. uh what what i think what will get a certain cohort uh up on their hind legs now rory will be the idea of playing the two hurling finals on the same day. As we know, hurling is a sport that is, you know, is robbed of oxygen and has very, very few show pieces. Some of our pundits have been known to mention before. And now, the two main showpieces below the All-Ireland final showpiece are going to be run off on the same day. So. Which, again,
1: which, which again, I mean, look at the uh, Leinster final this year. Um, I know it was a Saturday night. I know it was played at a time of the year when there was a lot of other stuff going on. Was that the game that was played before the memorable handshake? Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the that second was handshake, handshake, that was handshake, yeah. Handshake part two, yeah. yeah, part two, yeah. Part oh, yeah, I forgot there was a game of hurling before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the it was I, I don't know did, it, did the crowd break 25,000 for that for that so, it, it was, was oh, it was so it, dead man. it was it was pretty small so what you're now doing is you're putting the two marquee fixtures on the excuse me on the hurling calendar outside the All Ireland final in direct competition with each other which could affect your tendencies even further now you're dependent then really and you're hoping that you're going to fluke Wexford make it to a final but sure that's not going to happen every year as much as we might all Half like the to team are going
3: to australia as well so it's really not going to yeah happen next you know year. Yeah.
1: um but 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 you mentioned there that'll have hurling people up in arms mikey i don't know will it i think the hurling fraternity by and large they're quite clannish clickish, and they'll all stick together and they'll talk up their sport but they're a pretty docile bunch by and large they'll kind of just do what they're told ultimately if 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 there was genuine rancor and there was genuine um, upset and uh, radicalism within Hurling, they wouldn't have accepted his calendar in the first place, you know what I yeah. mean? So I don't know if it's going to, uh, If you know, people probably have a whinge here in the odd newspaper article, but it won't make much of a difference. The decision will be made and they'll just accept it. And that's the unfortunate aspect. Yeah. And Niall, um, you kind of, the
3: old saying is, you know, the GA moves slowly slowly, slowly, until it moves really quickly. Um, We're kind of going away from that now. There's, I think people are going to start getting very irritated soon with the rate of change, the amount of change. The fact things are being trialed, trials are being thrown away. People want change, but I don't think anybody wants change for change's sake. And th- there's a lot of upset and frustration aimed at RTE partly. Because some pundits said they didn't like the split season that ran in twenty twenty two. And people have been saying, well, you at least let it finish before you judge it, which I I don't think is an unfair um, point of view at all. I think let the club season let twenty twenty two finish before you judge it. Here we have the GA already tweaking their new twenty twenty three calendar before twenty twenty two has finished. And because they know idiot...
1: because they know they know they Yeah.
3: Know. But I think but Niall I don't think any of us also think this is going to be the final tweak to the GEA calendar in the next three or four years. It is, it's getting to the point now where it's, it's getting hard for the casual fan to follow uh, competition structures and things and it's probably getting hard for people like Desi Dolan to plan um, and it just, it almost feels like we just need to settle for a year or two, just chill but, out at this stage. And
1: and, and and Mikey, sorry, just to cut across in before Niall, there's a huge, huge problem at under 17 and under 19 level. An absolutely massive issue there, which we were told was going to be resolved with a special Congress in this month, which then didn't happen because they're they're still not sure what the right way forward on that, even though half the country or certainly most of the country is, feels that the correct um, the correct pathway would be just to go back to the way things were at minor and under 21. But like, you know, like, so the, the, anyway, sorry, sorry, Niall. No, you know I, I totally understand frustration, that's
2: actually one of the big frustrations probably around the, the country, Rory, and it's very it's very hard obviously to, on the age structures, it's always a wee bit sort of gets lost in the mud a bit, but I know those on the ground working with it, there's a lot of concern over those age groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mikey, you said casual fans struggling to keep up, you know, we're, we're meant to be professionally keeping on top of <laughs> and I, I'm lost, yeah. Uh, and it's going to come to maybe March 2023, where I'll we'll probably Google and go, what is the actual final structure for the year? Because
3: hmm. are the hurling finals in the league? Is there football? I can't remember. You know, yeah. it's it's getting to that point now where, uh, yeah, you could say is, things are a bit stayed, but uh, stayed
2: at least is dependable. An awful lot of tweaking, like, you know, and it's just well, well,
1: look, look, did the, the, the these tweaks. Are basically as a result of the calendar being too tight, right? It, yeah. So so what's happening now is the tail is wagging the dog. And what you're doing now is you're cutting your nose off just to you know, it's like you're shrinking your main cash cow. Let's be honest, there is no like the intercounty scene whether we like it, or supporters like it, or club players like it, or the GPA or the CPA or whatever you have in yourself. Whether, whether anybody likes it, the main cash cow for the Gaelic Athletic Association is the intercounty, is the intercounty scene, and there are moves to shrink that now even further, which means you're going to shrink the financial revenue streams you have even further, which has knock-on effects for all sorts of capital projects and all sorts of uh club club development schemes all sorts of um the games development officers all the types of things that the GAA probably would have relied on to fund is now going to be affected in the long term there were six key uh, six key points made in the 2019 financial report by Jeremy Ryan which was part of Tom Ryan's report that was the last one pre-covid that was the redevelopment of Caseman Park, which, as we know, has been blocked for a whole myriad of issues. There was Newbridge, which is St. Connliffe's Park, which needed um, an upgrade. There was Waterford Walsh Park, which has had some works done to it, but it's still way off where it needs to be. Parky Queeve needed some servicing. Um, there was the development in Clonliffe College, and the last one escapes me, right, because off the top of my head, I'd imagine none of those, none of those capital projects have seen any development since then because your revenue streams are falling as a result of you shrinking your main cash cow. This is what it all comes back to. And now there's a decision to say, right, we're going to take league finals out, which could be anything up to 800 grand to a million a year, you know, that you're now going to rip out of your um, rip out of your balance sheet as well. Mm. (laughs) Good good luck, lads. (laughs) I I know there is the, the
2: feeling that RT were very like you Know pushing I'd, this split season for the county side it, but
1: I had a, a great August. I had a great yeah. August, yeah. You still got the tan, I still have the tan, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, my, my, my thing
2: is, I, I didn't really see much of a change in the club championships. I didn't really see, yeah, exactly. club Championships in Orman, down and up around here in Ulster. they didn't really start that much earlier. In some cases, yeah. I don't think they even did start earlier. Has Tyrone
1: even started? Is Tyrone tonight
2: Dungannon's starting tonight. tonight? What day are uh, we like? Like, which I'd imagine, if you went back last year, it would be pretty much the exact same. Monaghan and Donegal were early, but they always started early. Yeah. So I haven't seen anything really change. And it just felt like there was a gap where we were killing time and... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, for yes. for the
3: record, um anybody who doesn't know, well Niall McCoy does work for RTE. He also works for Gaelic Life. And if there is a newspaper in Ireland that devotes more coverage <laughs> to Club GA than Gaelic Life, I'm yet to see it. So Niall is not talking here as some uh, county centric RTE man. He um Exactly. income relies on Ulster Club GAA.
2: Like, yeah, I'd be out of a job of I was watching the the angle here, yeah, every grid, every level. And if you're not seeing a
3: difference, you'd know better than me or even Rory if there was, and if there's no noticeable difference up north, it's the same across the country. The
2: thing is, like, you know, if it's stretched out a few weeks, and I do agree that it could have been tight, and I don't disagree at that, like, but you're still only gonna impact in a couple of counties, like in it within those counties there's always a an acceptance that if your team gets to an all ireland semi-final or final, there's gonna be a knock on. it, yeah. But yeah. it just yeah. it just it just felt a bit bizarre. And yeah. as as Mikey alluded to, it, I, I'm all about the club. I love the <laughs> club, I die for the club, but it just it just felt like wasted time there. It felt like we were just ticking over until like there's no I can't apart from near me the loud seniors are into the semi-final stage like there's no other county championship monaghan as well sorry the rest are all still at that you know quarter final group you know nothing's. we're in we're in like we're late september and the club championships nothing's near conclusion in a lot of counties so what's actually happened what's changed
3: just um to to change the subject uh rory uh seeing as you mentioned age grades you like this we had a um we played a challenge match, um, against a club called Nakanana who are from central Wicklow, shall we say, not too far from Ockram. Uh, and uh we were a bit short in players, so we decided to bring up a couple of lads from minor who'd be going to senior next year because that's the jump from, you know, you know, under seventeen to, to, to junior B is kind of It's kind of the route now because that's the way things are. And it's a big jump. It is. The lads were grand. Jesus Christ, they should be on the team before me, put it that way. It's great playing with young lads who are actually running when you have the ball. Um, But what made it funny was we had 17-year-olds playing for us who would be playing junior B next year. The age of the guy playing in goal for Nakanana... Sixty-two years of age. Ah, good man. And he wasn't. He was pretty good. I was, he used to play golf for Wicklow. His name escapes me now. He was sixty-two, and I was playing corner forward and I got a good look at him. He's decent, and he's sixty-two, and he's playing against seventeen-year-olds and maybe sixteen-year-olds.
1: <laughs> sure, we were knocked out of the championship on Sunday last year by Vincent's. And look, I mean, I think Vincent's championship position was a false one anyway. To, to be honest, they probably shouldn't have been in senior two in Dublin, but um, and I think they'll win this championship you know, pretty comfortably in the end. Sylvester's Amalahide might give him a game, depends, Um, but we played and Mossley Quinn, I mean, 42 years of age, like, you know, to be still playing at that level, to be still playing as well as he is, to it's it's some achievement now all the same when you see lads that are still able to dig it out like i mean if i walk up the stairs i'm out of breath at this stage like so you know, i just think Keeney as well
3: for Ballyboden there as yeah well as
1: incredible there. incredible yeah. incredible
3: um before we finish up lads um i was going to talk about the managerial appointments but i think monon's probably going to be sort of deceived and and we could come back and chat about the dunny galwood in january i'd say and it still won't be done so i think we might leave that for another week but before we go we haven't had a chance to discuss this the um The Limerick training jersey. That's this is uh is about the only thing going on in hurling at the moment. Um, I don't know what you thought about this. That uh the team, you know, bankrolled to an extent by one of the richest men in Ireland, are um you know, putting up for sale a special uh training jersey for next year, where uh for the princely sum of 150 euros you can have your name uh added to the jersey design um to fund the team holiday um so now. I think the jersey is now 100 euros because the initial reaction wasn't fantastic, and i taking JP McManus out of it because who knows what his arrangement is with and what he agrees to fund. And I'm not saying the man should have uh, just be throwing money at Limerick hurling all the time. There's a, isn't there a grant from the GAA towards the holiday, and Limerick would be a pretty big and successful, but, uh, you know, county board. This, this this just seemed odd to me.
2: Yeah, it's funny you say that actually, and the, the figure of 80 grand I think's been about and. I haven't checked it officially, but I went back on just before we come on and read uh, the statement Limerick put out when they are um, announcing the price reduction to 100 euro. And they said uh, they made it clear in the statement that Limerick County Board were responsible for the entire uh, price of the trip. So I was like, that seemed a bit strange because I think there seemed to be some suggestion that they were given the a grant. So I don't know what the exact thing in that. But listen, um, 150 euro there's probably not much explanation needed it was a bad misjudgment of the times like in Limerick are you know I can understand why they trade it because you're never going to have more investment in the Limerick hurling team we're talking about a team that's done absolutely everything's going to be considered one of the greatest teams ever and you see the backlash even Limerick doing it back in the Celtic Tiger when teams were winning all Ireland they were selling every sort of tap they could water bottles anything they could get rid of but we just live in different times now we live in different times now €150 for a piece of clothing and I know there's other couple of wee bits came with it it's just not realistic €100 is still pricing out a large part of your market there and I do realise that it's a fundraiser so once you take the cost price out of it you still have to be coming home with money to pay for the holiday but I, I just thought it was a misjudgment. I just thought it
1: was a big misjudgment. And- the one thing I would say, though, in 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 in, in all teams' defence on those team holidays, because I remember when Cork went the All Ireland in 2010, I had a chat with Conor Cunningham afterwards, and um, uh, we were doing just something at the end of the year, and they were trying to get you know money together, and Cork Park do make a contribution. It's pretty small. Is it's not eighty grand. It's eighty grand, then no. I think it might be in the, it was certainly in the region of about 40, maybe 40 or 50. I don't know if it was any much more than that because they were having to do massive amounts of fundraising. And as he said himself, he goes, it's a lot easier when you win, Roddy, Um, like as opposed to when you lose. Because you do still, the lads still feel they should be going on a holiday, even the years that they get beaten in All-Ireland Finals, which happens a lot in Cork. But um, like he's, and I, so I was asking him, I said, just in terms of the entire sum, what are you talking? And he said, you wouldn't have much change out of a half a million. And I was like, what? And he said, like, well, look, you're talking 30 players or maybe not every player will go. 30 players, 30 partners, wives and girlfriends, uh, boyfriends, whatever. And uh, so that's 60. You might have your... 10 backroom team if they can all go plus their wives and partners so now you're up to 80 you might have four or five county board officials and you might have four or five sponsors all with wives and girlfriends and boyfriends and and husbands etc as well so there's your party of 100 and you split that into a half a million that's five grand each between accommodation flights if you're going to places like south africa and mexico and australia and thailand that's not a lot it's not a lot, five grand per person, and they generally would try and give the players a few quid to spend as well. Because, in fairness, they don't get much else in terms of uh remuneration for playing into county football in and hurling. Mm. So, I do think they there's a responsibility, I suppose, on teams to try and come up with ways to raise funds. So, I'd have no issue with Limerick on that front. In fact, actually, I think a couple of years ago, I could correct me, could stand corrected on this. Jim Gavin was re- almost refusing to speak to us at an all-stars gig because he was so disappointed with the contribution the GA made to the Dublin Holiday Fund on the back of t- a replayed All-Ireland football final, which was basically, we'll you know, for another August. five million, I think, <laughs> like, you know, so, and, and, um, so it can be a sore point for county boards and a sore point for management teams, and it's a heap of money for teams to be raised, and it's not... It's not that easy, not as easy as people think. So, if they can come up with novel ways to try and do what you say, fair play, but yeah, I suppose maybe they just got their price point wrong on that one.
2: I, I think you know, if you've got change rate of half a million, you're probably doing well there. Doing honest, well, you're doing well, those. yeah, yeah. I've I, I, well. I, I, I done a wee bit of master, and I was thinking 150 plus people you'd expect. Um, mm. You know so as you see and they went to Barbados last time not 100% where they're going this time like you know it's it's not yeah. a weekend in Bundor like
1: you know so yeah yeah or they're not uh, going down to Lanzarote or no you know, Ibita no. or
3: uh, probably yeah. depends on how many shirts yeah. they shift they could be they yeah. could yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it could be, <laughs> go, could be going to Ballywanya yeah.
2: <laughs> it's a balancing act like you know it's a mark act I think you know once you see like the very very right to fundraise there and there is a big big obviously a big uh, deficit there to make up but just and, and I, yeah, 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 and, and as, as you said, and, and and
1: as you said as well, like it isn't an open checkbook from JP McManus either. So they probably do. Ha- I mean, you know, look they do have to raise something themselves. Yeah, sorry, no. yeah.
3: Maybe maybe it was a novel. Like, like there was a novel element to it. I think the 150 euros probably was what made most people raise their eyebrows. As you say, Niall, the to use the to to use the marketing term, the price point probably wasn't quite right.
2: Oh. If I had it done, it probably for say a 99 euro with that on at the start, it probably wouldn't have made much of a story like in the first place. So if they hadn't, I hadn't had to come back there, anyways, you know, because mm. if you go into a shop and buy a, a normal jersey now, it's, you know, yourself lads, it's, it's not exactly cheap. Like gear is not cheap. It's like everything is getting quite there.
3: I know. I was trying, I was, I was contemplating buying a Wicklow jersey for my, uh, one of my nephews, kind of as a joke, because his dad's a big Leinster rugby fan living in Wicklow. Um, but no joke for a three-year-old kid is worth 40 euros. I'm sorry, like 40 euros for a kid's GA jersey. Um, I had no idea. Uh, my kids won't be wearing any GA jerseys anyway,
1: I'll tell you that. It's the cheaper than the soccer ones, in fairness, and the rugby yeah. ones. But, you know, they are certainly getting pricey. Santa will be under pressure this year.
3: <laughs> um, And then finally, lads, just before we go, Niall, um, Jack McCaffrey, Paul Mannion, um, you know, Desi's pulled off. a a good early season win for himself or pre-season win for himself here and uh it probably does it probably does move the market i don't know i don't look at uh, but at betting odds certainly not this time of year but the dubs probably could be moved up to favorite in for the all ireland betting on the strength of the two of these guys coming back
2: i'd say they probably are and the thing is they're 28 and they're 29 and uh rory touching it there about players playing on and you know to their age the the retirement age is going up and up because these boys just take such good care of themselves now. Like, so you know, depending on when to stay or not, you could see both those boys playing until they're 35, 36. So that could be potentially six or seven seasons with two absolute superstars, like Manion's just an absolute gem. And we all know what Jack McCaffrey could do. So at top top level sports, it's like everything, top level sports fine margins. And you know, we saw that in the Dublin carry with the Sean O'Shea free kick, like these, a lot of these matches will often come down to one kick of a ball and here if you're Manion and McCaffrey and if you had a that there it could have been the difference like you put those three in and you won back against Dublin winning that semi-final so yeah listen when 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 it's so tight and you know for many years Dublin were that far ahead but there does seem to be a real sort of tight core group now that could be the difference so huge absolutely huge for them
3: Rory you're the um, you're our, our Dublin club correspondent even um. Billy McMahon, before the two lads came back, he did an interview with Owen Ryan on the website and he was kind of saying how, uh, he said, oh, it'd be great if they came back. He said, Mannion's playing brilliantly for Kilmacott. He said, I haven't seen Jack playing, but like I would imagine he would obviously add something. It, has he been playing for Clontar for the last couple of years? Has he been playing club football?
1: Championship only, as far as I'm aware. I don't know if he's togged out too many times in the league because I think there was a commute involved. He was based down the country for a bit there. It's a pediatrician. So mm. um I don't know. I like, but look, he's a very committed clontarf man. I know he played in the uh, relegation game with Rohini at the weekend, mm-hmm. which they lost. Um so they're gone down, they're gone out of senior one back down to senior two. Um, but apparently Brian Howard was in incredible form on that in that. And obviously when you have the likes of Brian Howard and Brian Fenton. Brian Fenton as your midfield pairing at club level, it's it's quite a forceful. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite a forceful pairing to have. I wonder level. what their tactic is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? Um so rohini stayed up quite comfortably in fairness. Um I think look, I think, and as well, just to echo exactly what Niall said, look, it strengthens their hand in a big way. I think another big thing is the Dublin scene is pretty much grinding to a halt now there's nothing left really from here like i had loads of lads within from our club asking can we can they go off and play soccer for the rest you know for for the next four or five months because there's nothing for them to do um But they yeah so sorry why do they have to ask your permission to go play well well it's just on the basis if they get injured and if they're saying look if i get injured and you know what can i claim on the injury scheme and i said well if you're playing soccer no No. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, short answer (laughs) yeah yeah so so that's that's so so they were just they were just querying it really or would it be frowned upon i said sure look look We've G- in GA land we have nothing to offer you yeah? so why wouldn't you go play soccer for the next four or five months um, but I think from a to go back to the point I suppose really it's fantastic from the inter-county players now, because they're all now really in shutdown mode. And I think that's very important from a Dublin perspective, given the age profile of some of their key players, like James McCarthy, even Connell Callaghan, probably got no real break for an awful long time. Um, Mick Fitzsimons, as we saw again, lion, lion, Lion-like performance again at the weekend. And you have you know, Johnny Cooper, you know, good few lads there and even the two lads that are coming back, I think they've got a nice little breather now over the next four months to kind of get themselves sorted and I think it makes Dublin unbelievably dangerous going into 23.
3: Yeah, I think so too. Sorry, it's, <laughs> it's like, if you wanted that, if any county wanted to add two players, you know, whatever county it was, if you just say to them Jack McCaffrey and Paul Mannion, you'd, you'd probably be pretty close to the two players any county you would want, you know, um, the original. that's yeah,
1: skill, energy, everything, and good yeah. and good vibes. How,
2: how, ref, how refreshed are they going to be now? They got to go and have a couple of years. And you know, Jack was obviously doing work overseas, and Paul, I think he was out in America there. So they've got to live their lives a bit as well away from that microscope. So how refreshed are they going to be coming back in? Like you know, they're mm. they're at the start of a new journey again rather than having played for seven or eight years every year now. They're coming back in fresh as daisies. So. Ah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. We're, we're, we're,
3: all, we're all delighted for them. It's ah. been a tough couple of years for Dublin. <laughs> it's
2: been a tough couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> to, the to could be over.
0: Yes, <laughs> it could be.
3: We shall leave it there. Um, We will be back Uh, next week. This weekend, you'll be able to keep across some of the club action on radio Saturday and Sunday Sport. And uh, Saturday evening, I do believe there's a temporary hurling quarterfinal. Drum an
1: inch, Drummin Inch, Lockmore, Castellani, quarter to four. Yep. That yep. Is, yep.
3: Thank you very much. I was I was about to try and stumble through the two Should teams, which I did read earlier. I couldn't remember. Thank you, Rory. Um so me and Rory will be back with you next week. By which time you never know, maybe Roscommon, and Monahan Donegal will have a new manager, maybe not. Um but anyway, we'll chat to you then. Good luck. Thank you very much.
1: By winning the last two matches on the road, and that's not going to be taken away from us. But what
3: I love
2: in hurling, I love players that never give in. He hits it! He hits it! What? It's over the bar! Oh, holy Moses!